You're listening to Youth Voice Alaska, a production of the Student Advisory Team and StoryWorks Alaska. I'm Lily Van Alstein. And I'm Ryan Iverson. And we're your hosts. The purpose of this podcast is to spread awareness about bullying behavior, why it happens, how it happens, and what can be done to stop it. There are three hallmarks of bullying behavior. It requires a real or perceived power imbalance, it must be done with the intent to harm, and it must be repeated or have the potential to be repeated. In this podcast, we'll be listening to three stories, one from somebody who expressed bullying behavior, one from somebody who has found a hobby or skill to find a community, and one from a target of bullying. Each of these true stories comes from an Alaskan high school student who told their story at one of the many shows put on by StoryWorks Alaska. Our first story comes from Sheila. In her story, she discusses her experience being on both sides of bullying behavior. I grew up in the Philippines. I didn't grow up here in America, and I was raised by my grandparents. So obviously, growing up without my parents and being raised by my grandparents, I grew up very spoiled and very bratty. And I had like this sort of entitlement feeling to like myself that I like if I didn't get something, all I had to do was like throw a temper tantrum, and then you know I'd naturally get it because that's just like how the way things worked at the time. So that's how I grew up, and by the time I was six or seven, I grew into something I am not very proud of. I grew up to become a bully. So maybe like at first, second grade, back in private Catholic school, a new girl came and she was like, oh, and be friends with everyone, like, oh my gosh. So she started hanging out with my group of girlfriends, like my little clique. So she was like, oh yeah, I want to be best friends forever. Like, I want to be friends with all of you guys. And we were like, all right, okay, you'll be our friend, but if you do something for us first. So me and my group of girls took to the bathroom behind the campus, which is supposed to be the shady bathroom that no one goes into because it's ugly. So we took her there and we took her into one of the stalls and I was like, okay, if you want to be part of our group, you have to drink the toilet water. She was horrified. Like she couldn't even imagine like drinking the toilet water. And I was like, you have to do it. Like you want to be part of our group, you have to drink the toilet water. And so she just looked, looked at me and she started crying and she was like, I'll tell the teachers, like you can't do this to me. And I was like, okay, you can tell the teachers, but I know them, they won't believe you. So like a couple months after that, um, my parents contacted my grandparents saying that, oh yeah, we're ready to take her now. Like, we, she can go to America. And so, when I was like seven or eight, I went to America for the first time, and I started my third grade here in Alaska. And so, I remember first, gra- like, first day of third grade, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna rule the school. I'm gonna treat everyone like how I did back in second grade. I'm gonna be like the queen bee. I'll be so cool, heck yeah. But that's not what happened. (laughs) So in third grade, I realized, I finally realized how I came to treat people, like how I made them feel, like at that point in my life. And instead of being the bully, I became the bullied. And so I remembered being the, like going on the bus every single day and having like second grade boys or third grade boys like giving me wet willies and like tripping me on the bus. I know it's so stereotypical. Like I thought it only happened on Disney Channel, but <laughs> it happens in real life too. And then they'd call me like mean names because of like my Asian accent. 
And so like they were really mean because of that. And I remember like crying to the principal every single day. And the principal would tell me like, oh, boys will be boys. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I was not having it. So I started fighting back and like getting really angry. And that's really like when my anger and aggression really started. And so I was like, I started being really mean to all like the students again, even though they were like bullying me, I was like retaliating by like pulling stuff on them and stuff. And then um, a couple of years passed of like that same thing going on, but I started to, I guess, like take charge of my life and like my actions. And I started like taking anger management classes to have better control over my aggression and my anger. And I started going to like counseling and therapy to like deal with like my issues and stuff. Like, oh, hey, Sheila, maybe treating people like this isn't right. And so I started getting better as a person and I started like learning like good ways to kind of like vet my anger and like let go of that anger without hurting other people. And so I'm really thankful for all these experiences, even though most of them are negative, because if I didn't have the perspective of being the bullied and the bully, then I wouldn't be the person who I am now. Thanks for sharing that amazing story. We at StoryWorks especially enjoyed hearing about how she grew and changed throughout her story. That was Sheila. You're listening to Youth Voice Alaska. Next up, we have Jurston. In his story, he tells us about how he overcame shyness after discovering a new hobby. Hello, I'm Jurston, as I'm hoping most of you guys know already. Uh, and I'm going to take you through my trip around beatboxing, which is the art of making boots and cats. Or... Or... Uh, which is essentially making beats with your mouth and your voice. And it all started at the age of 12. Uh, I was in my room alone, uh, on my iPad, in hand, or hands, and uh, <laughs> I was watching, I was watching, uh, I was watching YouTube videos, just streaming the web, and then I found this guy, he hooked me, and I was like, who is this guy? He was uh, moving his mouth in weird ways, outputting, I thought, almost inhumane noises. I was like, what is this? And it interested me, so I watched uh, related videos, finding uh, covers of songs and uh, demonstrations of pure skill and even battles. Um, and later, uh, I tried it out. And uh, I checked out beginner's tips and how-tos, and I practiced, practiced, and practiced even more. Even though I looked like some guy and sounded like some guy slurping some liquid. <laughs> I know I looked like a fool and I probably annoyed other people at the time but nothing stopped my drive to practice because during the time uh, I came from a background of being bullied, I was insecure, uh, my awkwardness and shyness tended to come off as rude, so I didn't really fit in. And uh, this, I thought this was my chance. So later, uh, I ended up practicing and um, I found, uh, I did research and I found a uh, background on it, learning that it was called beatboxing and it came from the mimicry of drum machines in hip-hop culture, and that there was people with different styles, like people who like to drop the bass, and people who like to use simple uh, drum lines, like and people who like to use special sounds or unique sounds that 
fit them, like the siren. And then, uh, even today, uh, I like to share my passion. I'm learning new beats as well as innovative ones. And quite recently, actually, I shared uh, my cover of a song, the beat of it, called My Humps, which goes a little like. And uh, due to the joy of them, it made me happy. Uh, and uh, I shared it with other friends. And this became a passion that I shared with a specific best friend. And we got a little competitive. It was really fun. This only drove me to get better at it, in fact. And uh, even today, I actually think, think about developing my own style, which I like to call the whistle box. And an example of that is my remix on Hunger Games. And then uh, now I look back through my trip of beatboxing and what has uh, led me to believe, which is that uh, you can be yourself and that have fun in learning new things and that uh, share happiness that you can in this harsh reality we live in. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your story and your beatboxing. His story was a wonderful example of how we can use our passions to build confidence and find our place in the world. If you're just tuning in, that was Jerston, and you're listening to Youth Voice Alaska. Our final story for today comes from Jaden. In her story, she tells the story of how what started out as a fun nickname evolved into something more hurtful. When I was in third grade, I was about eight or nine, and I hung out with a group of guy friends because I was more or less ostracized from the girl community of my third grade class because I was more on the tomboy side and that didn't sit well with them. So other reasons, I just kind of didn't hang out with them. So I had these guy friends I talked to. And one day we were just talking casually and it went on to the topic of food and which kind of led into donuts. And I told them that I don't really like donuts. I never really have, I still don't. And one of the boys just kind of looks at me and I kind of stare back and he says, well, I thought all fat kids like donuts. And <laughs> um, so they kind of laughed at it. And at this age, you're not really self-conscious. And I knew I was a chubby kid, but I never really comprehended the fact that other people thought I was a chubby kid. And so this is the first time I actually looked at myself and looked down on myself. And so one of the other kids chimes in laughing like, hey, you're a donut girl. That's your donut girl. And so this is the start of this nickname. And at first I went along with it because it made them, my friends happy. And I mean, as long as it made them happy, it couldn't be that bad. So I went along with it and pretended it didn't bother me. I tricked myself into thinking that. And so days go by, still the name stuck. I thought it would go away, but it didn't. And it was like my name was no longer Jaden. My name was Donut Girl. And every time they said it, I felt more and more ashamed of myself as if this is who I was. My identity was stripped from me. And so a few weeks passed and I was on the playground and we were talking and the name got brought up again and they kept saying it and the joking and the friendliness of it all kind of slowly disappeared into taunting and it started getting harsh and it hurt more than it usually did. And I couldn't hide it anymore and I, I broke and I ran away and this is what they wanted in reaction. And so they chased me. I mean. I, I was trying to run away, but where can you run on a playground, an open playground for that matter? 
and I, I didn't know what to do. So I just kept running, and every, I, the thing that went through my mind is anywhere is better than this moment right now. And before I knew it, this kid runs past me. He'd just go, I got it, I got it. And so I run past him. And I look back, and he pulls all these karate moves, flailing his arms, kicking his legs, making insane Jackie Chan noises. Like, the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but distracted them enough for me to run away and hide behind a playground set. And I realized that this, is, this kid is like the third grade idol of my class. He was smart, he was funny, he was athletic, he was, everyone loved him. And the boys kind of slowly went away because they were just like, you're stupid, just leave us alone. And the boy came over and we talked, and this is the moment where I realized that I didn't want him to see me like Donut Girl. I didn't want him to see me as that, and I didn't want to be known as that anymore. I didn't want to be the person that had to be saved. And him having to reach out to me hurt my pride because I was raised as to be independent. So I felt weak, and I thought that was the end of it. This was the end. And so the next day, I walked into class with the mentality of I'm going to obliterate all of you, and I upped my ante on homework, th things I haven't really done before. I never really asked questions. Kind of stayed silent, and I was an average student. And so I upped my ante on homework. I answered questions left and right correctly. I did all my assignments, and soon the donut girl name kind of slowly faded away. It deleted itself. And I became the smart girl, the girl that everyone came to for problems. And I had worked so fervently. I had uh, worked so competitively that the teachers started noticing me and they put me into the Ignite program, the enrichment program that elementary schoolers had. And um, this is what I wanted. And so this led me into honors classes and AP classes later on in my life. And this whole incident kind of taught me that you're not the names that people call you. You are more and you can be more than those titles. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jaden. Her story showed us two things, that we can be proactive and use different strategies to help us overcome negative experiences, and the healthy ways we can help when we see a friend or peer in need. You can distract, like the boy in the story, you can seek help, or you can intervene. Well, that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed our program. Tune in next time to hear more stories from Youth Voice Alaska. I'm Lily Van Alstein. And I'm Ryan Iverson. And this has been a production of the Student Advisory Team and StoryWorks Alaska. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our audio engineer from the Alaska Teen Media Institute, Kendall Stormo. And to Charlotte Severine for the original music.